Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters, brother. It is just us again in the studio and uh, we've been having a good time talking about football. Yeah. And I think now's a good time real quick while we are locked in before the season for you just to say real quick, where do you think your Washington commanders will be at the end of the season? Um, well, I expect us uh, to be leading the league in investigations. Um, <laughs> uh, it is it is a hot mess. Just for anybody who's who's wondering, I didn't necessarily choose uh, to to be a fan of this team, and thankfully, I've got the Ravens, uh, you know, as my fallback. Uh, that's one of the joys of living in an area that has multiple professional sports teams in around. Same with baseball, Nats and O's. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the, I. I so what grew- you're saying is, it's the Lord's providence that He's cultivating a sense of steadfastness yeah, in you through. Yeah. I've learned humility. Um, I've learned repentance. Um, you know, I, I have a healthy, uh, a healthy hatred of sin. Um, and, uh, and I, I long for the return of Christ (laughs) much, much more, uh, by being Uh, a, a, a fan there. But yeah, when I was growing up, they were winning Super Bowls. And and so I just thought that that was, uh, that that was the, the, the point. Little did you know the trajectory was going down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as me being a Texas Longhorn fan, there's a cycle where every season comes and I'm ready and about two or three weeks into the season, I'm already saying I can't wait for next season. So I'm ready oh, to yeah. get back to that point uh, as, as well. And it has produced the same within me. So I'm with you, brother. Uh, we are going to endure this season together, both NFL and football, oh, yeah. college football. So You know, I used to call uh, when I was back in Baltimore, they, they would ask me, you know, who do you root for and all that. And I used to say I was a mid-season Ravens fan. And and they said, what is that? I said, well, by about midseason, Washington has been eliminated from playoff contention. And and so that gives me the opportunity then to take off the burgundy and the gold and put on the purple and black. And uh, and so yeah, by by about mid season, I'm I'm a Ravens fan again. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not going to get into all the mathematics of this, but being a Texas fan and being a Denver Broncos fan, I do feel like there's a little bit more optimism uh, than there has been in the past. Now, I'm kind of like the 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 Michael Scott quote. I'm just ready to get hurt again. Uh-huh. Uh But I'm expecting some some good things here. So, but yeah, we've we've been chatting that up. But I'm excited for today's episode, not because of football, but because of the topic we're going to cover today. And that topic is finding your voice. I think it's only fair to our listeners to give a little backstory to this particular conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't this didn't just come out of nowhere. A few days ago, you and I were. We're talking about our early preaching and some of the influences on us. And you pulled up some audio <laughs> uh, and began playing it. And, and we listened to it for a few minutes. Painfully. And, and you asked me to guess who the preacher was. I felt like I was in some sort of Christian game show. Maybe we need to actually do that, like create a game show where you guess the preacher. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, brother, I had no and I, I'm I'm saying this 100% honesty here. I had no idea 
who this preacher was. At first, I thought maybe maybe it was a young Shaddix. I mm-hmm. uh, heard a little bit of a Texas accent. And finally, I gave up, and you revealed this preacher was indeed you. Yep. And after being in shock for about five minutes, <laughs> I just had to accept it. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And then you played a clip from a few years later, mm-hmm. and I could definitely hear it was you. Uh, your voice wasn't as deep as it is now, but I could tell it was you. Yeah. You know, I was talking with your son Joshua after chapel the other day, and I told him that the first sermon you played was like Charmander, and then the second was like Charmeleon, and now you're like Charizard. So oh my uh, for those of you who don't know anything about Pokemon, you can ignore all that. For those that know, they know. Uh, so that's just a little backstory of what got us to this moment. And I really enjoy the ability to listen uh, to guys like you and, and to hear the earlier sermons and compare now. I remember in Expo 2, Shaddix did the same thing. He played one of his early sermons. Uh, and real quick, don't ever listen to early Ron Jorlock or early Jim Shaddix or Scott Pace or any of these guys mm. uh, if you're just starting out because, yeah, it, it doesn't really make you feel better about yeah. yourself if you're just starting out. But that's something we're going to talk about today, this idea of finding your voice and preaching. So since I've already exposed you a little bit, uh-huh. why don't you share a little bit about your experience? When did you feel like you found your preaching voice, and who were some of the early influences on you when you started out preaching? Yeah, so uh, let me let me work backwards. So the early influences. Um, when I was in high school, re- really even before high school, uh, you know, junior high, going into high school, uh, I we we went to church, you know, every Sunday. Really, since I was since I was a little little kid. Really, since I was a baby. So every Sunday we're going to church. If I'm not in Sunday school, you know, or children's church, you know, or something like that, then then I'm there with the with the with the the big folks, you know, with the adults. And I'm hearing the preacher preach Sunday after Sunday. But that really wasn't the the, the preachers weren't really the influences for me. Uh the 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 preachers that I would, you know, that I sat under, you know, all of those years. They were they were good, but but preaching wasn't exactly their strong suit. They were good pastors, mm. you know. They they I, I can say it that way. They were better pastors than they were preachers. The the guys who really helped, especially around June. Uh, I'm sorry, around my my sophomore junior year of high school, when when really I started paying attention to uh, the 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 word. I, I really I just that's where God really developed my my appetite for scripture. Uh, the guys that that I really were magnetically drawn to were the were the guys on the radio. Mm. Uh, so I would going back to junior high and high school, I played basketball and being on the basketball team, uh, we would have late practices, we would have late games, you know, and so on. And I would be there at the school, and you know, mom or dad would come and pick me up, and we would be driving home, and and I would listen to the guys on the radio. That that's who they would that's who they would listen to. And so I was about to say, you were listening to preachers while everybody else was listening to like music for pump up. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's back in the nineties. Built and, different, right? Right. You know, they they were listening to hip hop and things like that, and I'm and we've got Christian radio going on. <laughs> um, 
um, uh, you know, it was it was hyping up my soul. Uh, there you go, an eternal <laughs> hype. There we go. But anyways, you know, we, we were you know that we would listen to different radio uh, preachers and so on. The Chuck Swindolls, the John MacArthur's, the Tony Evans, you know, David Jeremiah's, you know, these guys. And I honestly didn't know what exposition was. I, I had never heard the term at at that time. I didn't know. I, I certainly that wasn't the practice, you know, in our on our Sunday mornings. Um, I you know we just didn't sit under pastors that preached expositionally uh, back in those days. Uh, so all I knew was when these guys talk, it's really clear. Mm. You know, and and I and I I understand what they're saying. Yeah, things click. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't totally understand where the preacher was going on Sunday, but I understood how they were going. There was a flow to the to the argument. There was a there was a clarity and a simplicity to the way that they that they spoke, and and I just thought, huh, you know. So when it came to the point uh, around my junior year, senior year of high school, where uh, my youth pastor, who's now with the Lord. Uh, when he asked me to uh, to to give a, a sermon, you know, to give a message to my fellow teens, uh, you know, uh, for Wednesday night, I just thought, well, what do they do? Because they sound, you know, I, when and I hear them, they, you know, it sounds clear, and and I, I was doing that. I was I was just mimicking what they were doing. So, uh, you know, I loved hearing guys like a Chuck Swindoll. You know, I loved hearing. Uh, folks like Tony Evans, you know, both of them are really good at telling stories, really good at illustrations. And I thought, okay, let me think of a good illustration, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And I and I remember the outlines of like a MacArthur or uh, or David Jeremiah or somebody like that. And I just thought, okay, well, I guess you know, all they do is they just take a little chunk and they have a little label for that, and they they have another chunk and they have a label for that, another chunk and have a label for that. So let me see if I can figure out where the chunks are. I have no idea that that's that I'm doing <laughs> expositional, you know, prep, uh, sermon right. prep. Uh, I just knew they it made sense when they did it. It yeah. made you know, and and it sounded really cool when they did it. And so, you know, that was kind of how I how I developed. Yeah, you, know, you were there. like you were a kid, and they were kind exactly. of the adults. I mean, if you exactly. spend any time around my three year old, you're going to hear a lot of the things that I say. Yeah, because she's around me a lot. She's learning. Yeah, and she's going to imitate me. Mm-hmm. And so, after a while, you know, what I loved about about those particular guys, because those are the ones I would hear regularly. Uh, what I loved about them was when you would listen to them speak, you know, kind of, you know, candidly, one-on-one interviews or, or things like that, the way they sounded when they were talking there was very similar to the way they sounded when they were on, when they were preaching, when they were giving their messages. Mm. And so I heard that and I thought, huh, you know, I, I want to you know, be like that. You know, I want to have that, that, that conversational style, you know, I want to... Yeah. You know, I don't want to have the the preacher voice, yeah, you know, and all that. You know, that's I didn't want to be that guy, you know, because I just thought that was that wasn't you know right. that, that that wasn't me. You know, it just seemed like more of a performative thing than anything. Right. Um, I understand a little bit more now than I than I did back then, but that was just how I felt back then. 
But in the same way, I'm going, but even though I wanted to have more of that conversational style, I'm still trying to be them <laughs> in the process. So, yeah, those guys it, were big influences on me, uh, especially in those early days. Um, when I got into college, there there were a couple of other guys. Um, one of my mentors, Eric Redmond, um, and uh, uh, another mentor of mine who's with the Lord now, uh, John Talley. Uh, he, was, he was actually the preaching prof at the Bible College. And if you hear, in fact, the message that you're referring to was my my senior preaching sermon. The first uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that was my senior year of college, uh, 2004. And and I'm I'm up there, you know, it was just months. In fact, it was just weeks after I proposed to Annie. Uh, so I was newly engaged and I'm and I'm getting up there and I'm preaching. And and I can hear in the message, I can hear you know the the radio guys. I hear their influences on how I phrased things. It's like a time machine. It is. It is. Yeah. And and even the other guys. You know the the college mentors of mine. You know I can hear them too. You know the illustration that I gave in that message of proposing to Annie. Uh, that illustration. I, I the way I delivered it is one hundred percent John Talley. Uh, it was absolutely the way that he would give an illustration. And and I and I did it because. I, I just thought that was the best way to do it. And so I, I just I just copied the way that he would that he would lay out an illustration. Uh, and so, yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't really until I was in a regular habit of preaching um, to it was, week to week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I think the Lord really started to, to hone in and, and cultivate my my own voice, you know, my own way of of doing things. And now I kind of look and I say there are things that I that I definitely am influenced by. There you know, there there are definitely influences on me, um, but it's it's much more subtle now than than it was back then. Back then, I mean, I was obviously trying to be <laughs> those folks yeah, yeah, even, yeah. even going you know into you know from college into seminary the John Piper influence <laughs> you know uh and and then, preaching about seashells yeah yeah <laughs> the hand gestures and and just you know the the ninja chops all over the place <laughs> you know that was you know I was doing all of that too I definitely had a phase where it was just it was just you know I'm just flailing all <laughs> All over the place. And, you know, after a while, you just go, what am I doing? You know, and, and really what happened for me was about halfway through the sermon, I am gassed. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm worn out. And I'm going, why am I so tired? Well, it could be because, you know, I'm 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 doing Pilates, out, you know, in, in the middle of my sermon. It's like maybe I should oh, chill man. a little bit and uh, <laughs> and be a little bit more meaningful with my uh, with my movements and, and so on. But, yeah, all that, it, it, it just it took time, you know, just the yeah. gradual. Uh, uh, you know, steady uh, week in, week out preaching. Uh, that's really where I started to, you know, to come into my own. So, for people listening right now, and they're who might be thinking, "What are you talking about? Finding your voice? Mm-hmm. What do we? What do we mean when we say find your voice?" Mm-hmm. What for the person that's thinking, "You're talking right now. Why? Are, why would you not sound that like that when you're preaching? What would you say to them?" Yeah, well, it's kind of what you said before uh, when when you were talking about uh, your daughter Adeline. You, you, you are influenced by the by the people that you know. So think even like you you mentioned, you know, being a dad, you're you're there in the house, week in week out, the kids are looking at you. And there are things that they pick up on that you are really happy about. 
there are things they pick up on that you're really not happy about. Um, I I hear it all the time. You know, I'm yeah. I, I'll hear the kids and even how the kids talk to one another uh, from time to time, and and you know, I just kind of look and go. Oh no! Yeah, you it's know? more Debbie that notices it than me. My wife, yeah, she's she's the one that's like Brandon, uh-huh. picking up on that. Uh huh. Yep, and and that's just the that's just the way it is. It's the it's the influence. They they're in a situation, and they respond in that situation in light of what they have seen and and uh, and how they've seen other people respond. You know, in that situation. Well, in this situation, preaching. Uh, we respond or we act in that situation very much in light of the other people that we've seen in that situation. Nobody comes in as a blank slate. Uh, we come in with with fingerprints. And so, you know, there are people that we've been influenced by, people that maybe inspired us, uh, you know, to consider preaching. There are people that that were uh, were influences on us personally, uh, perhaps our, our home pastor or youth pastor or somebody, and especially if it made a, a significant impact in your life. So say you heard the gospel through the preaching of, you know, I know definitely in, in Southern Baptist world, you know, they heard the gospel through Billy Graham or they heard the gospel through Adrian Rogers, you know, or somebody, and that just left such an indelible mark on them that they wanted to do that too. Right. But in the process of doing that, well, how do you do that? Well, who better to look at than the person that <laughs> you know that inspired you? And so you you just kind of start off with this with this cut and paste, you know, mentality. I don't know what I'm doing. They apparently do know what they're doing. So do what they do. Yeah. You know, and and all of that. But eventually you've got to get to a point where you realize you're not them. Yeah. But but you would also say there is a difference mm-hmm. between the preaching moment or the preaching event mm-hmm. and just what you and I are doing right now. Too. Oh, absolutely. So there is there is a preaching voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 let me go back to something I'd said before when I talked about that conversational style. Uh, a conversational style doesn't mean that you don't bring some type of uh, what they used to say back in the day, unction, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the passion, you know, in your in your preaching. So I I said, you know, kind of uh, facetiously about the um, about the, the the preacher voice, you know. So you know the 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 child of God, you know that guy, <laughs> um, you know, and and how they would talk or how they would preach, and you just go, well, they never sound like that anywhere else. And that I, you know, I, I still have. A, yeah, if a, we did a game show, it would be really hard to pick them out. Yeah, yeah, from who I, they are outside of the pool. Exactly, exactly. You know, and 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 so I, I've I've never been that person, but there is something different between having a one-on-one conversation and standing in the pulpit and proclaiming the word of right. God. There's a difference. Uh, there is a difference, uh, but. It shouldn't be so big of a difference that we don't even recognize you as you. Right. <laughs> and so that's the thing with finding your voice. Um, you you are preaching in a way that you are proclaiming the word of the of the word of God while not while not losing your without losing you, 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 you know, yeah. in, so, in, the, in the process. So let's lean into that a little bit. Yeah. Why, why is it important not to imitate others? I mean, if it works for them, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it work for you? Uh, why is that something we shouldn't do when we're preaching? Yeah. 
Well, for starters, because the Spirit is building his church, and he uh, builds, you know, the Lord's church by gifting people uh, to edify the body. And uh, the way the scriptures talk is that it's not a cookie-cutter gifting, uh, but he he gifts people in different ways, using their and in utilizing their personalities and 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 everything, uh, in order to edify the body and and build up the body in a in a very unique way. Uh, and so, think uh, I think the best example that we could look at is the scriptures themselves. Uh, you have many prophets. You know, you've got Elijah, you've got Isaiah, you've got Nathan. Uh, you have Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, I mean, all these different prophets. And if you just line them all up and just look at one after the other, after the other, after the other, you'd realize they all have different things. You know, there's something about them that you you can you can pick them up. You can pick them out in a lineup. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah is an intensely emotional man. Uh, you know, he just is. And and, you know, he'll he'll have little moments in the in the middle of his books of, of his uh, book where he'll he'll just stop and just go, OK, hold on. Time out. <laughs> I mean, even to the point where he says, Lord, you lied to me. Um, you know, you 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 said that this was the way that it was supposed to be. And 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 I don't understand what's going on right now. And, and, and I mean, he's just he's just he's hashing it out. You know, and he just hashes it out, and, you know, out loud. Uh, you know, he's just trying to process what's going on. None of the other prophets do that. Right. You know, at least they don't do it that way. It's just really unique. Get into the New Testament, and you've got the, the apostles. And you could read Matthew, and you could read uh, uh, Luke. You could read Paul. You could read Peter. You could read James, Jude, John. You read these guys. And you can tell them apart. You know, they're all doing the same thing. They're writing scripture. Mm. Uh, they've been gifted in much the same way as 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 apostles. You know, proclaimers of the of the scriptures. Um, Luke wasn't a, wasn't an apostle, but but you get what I mean. And yet, they all have different styles. You know, uh, John is not Paul. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, in no way, shape, or form. I mean, you read First John and you read Romans. And you can easily tell that these are two completely different people. And so, yeah, God uses them. He gifts them. But he doesn't uh, gift them and use them in ways that obscures their, their personalities. Right. Peter is still Peter. In all of his, in all, <laughs> in all of his Peterness, you know, as you read him, and you're just going, he's just fun to, he's just a fun yeah, guy, you right. know. I just love this guy. John is as blunt as can be, you know, and and you just pick up his personality. That's who he is. Praise God that he wrote the letters that he did because you needed that blunt voice, you know, to say those types of things. Paul, you know, is is the he's the surgeon, right? He, he's just he's so precise in his argumentation. Doesn't know how to use a period sometimes. No, no. I mean, those sentences run on into the sunset. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fabulous. Um, and, and again, going back to John, John short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, beloved, let us love one another. <laughs> Okay. That would have been um, <laughs> like a chapter for Paul. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Paul's got 1 Corinthians 13. John says, love one another. <laughs> that, that's all I got. You know, and so, yeah, you've got the differences in personalities and so on. Uh, you know, it's, it's important 
to see that uh, that that this is the way that God works. You know, mm-hmm. God God made our personalities. God made you. God made your voice. And he wants to use you, and he yeah. wants to use your voice. And so it's good to, again, it's great to learn from other people. It's great to be influenced and encouraged by other voices. God God made them too, and God made their voices. But but you have to do the work of cultivating your own you know, voice, your own style, mm. and so on, uh, because you are you. You yeah. are who God made you. I'm glad you bring that up, that this isn't just the voice that you're bringing into this, but it's your personality. It's mm-hmm. your style. It's mm-hmm. all these things that come together in this moment yeah, yeah, uh, to yeah. produce that. Sorry, I just hit the mic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a unique thing, um, and it's a special thing. Uh, you know, it's it, and, and and I don't want to make it, you know, like, you know, overly spiritual, overly spiritual right, or anything right. like that. But 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 yeah, you know, uh, learning yourself, learning, you know, your 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 vocal range, you know, learning kind of where your voice is stronger, uh, learning where, you know, where your voice may be a little bit weaker learning, you know, are you are you better, you know, in explanation or are you better in illustration? Are you better in application? Things like that. And also having the the room and the space to say, where can I improve? Yeah. You know, how can I get better at this? How can I expand, you know, my uh um you know and, and uh, my capabilities and so on. And even how can I uh, be even stronger with my strengths and even stronger in the places to improve too. One of the things that I that, that I would say is do what they do, yes. Mm-hmm. Be who they are, no. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. very early on for you, you were talking about when you were listening to these guys, you were picking up on this thing called expositional preaching, yeah. expository preaching. Uh, and obviously that's something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 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 preachers, sometimes you may pick up on ways that they kind of, they go through the process of illustration or explanation or these things. Those are things, yes, do. Yeah. Copy and paste their voice or some of the mannerisms that they do? Mm-hmm. I would say probably not. You know, I, whenever I'm talking about this, I, I give the illustration. We all have this box or we all have this range that we're in. And some some people have a wider range than others. Some, yeah. it's very small. And you want to stay in that because that range is who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you get out of that range, it's it becomes evident that's that's not you. Yeah. And uh, that can be a massive distraction mm-hmm. to your people when you're preaching where mm-hmm. They don't know who's coming in to preach. You know, it's you, but they don't hear that. Yeah. They hear somebody else every time you get up to the pulpit to preach. And so those are definitely things you you would want to, you need to uh, avoid when preaching. Absolutely. So what are some tips you'd share on listeners, maybe someone listening right now who's you know a seminary student, uh, maybe someone who's been preaching for a little while but still hasn't felt like they found their preaching voice. What would be some tips to help them do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say first off, um, listen to yourself. I know that's like the dreaded. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Yeah, but but absolutely, listen to yourself and critique yourself. You know, uh, you listen to yourself and you just say, I mean, you know your voice better than anybody else. You know you better than anybody else knows you, and so you just sit back and go, okay, you know, what am I doing when I when I give an illustration here or what am I doing you know am, am I am I trying to be someone else when right. I do this you know am I pretending uh, and and be be a an honest critic of yourself so spend time you know you think of it like um 
like the athlete that 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 has the film session. You know, they they sit and they they watch film and they're looking at their footwork. You know, or or say a basketball player looking at the follow through. You know, and things like that. You know, how how you know how do they work with their pivot foot? You know, and all of these little things that they do that that seems so nitpicky yeah. but it's a part of the craft it's part of the craft it's yeah. a part of the craft and and it's the same thing with preaching as you're as you listen to yourself and you just go okay you know i said it that way i probably could have said it a little bit different differently um and and you just kind of make a note and say you, yeah. know, uh, you know do it that way or as you listen to your uh, to your own voice your actual voice what do you emphasize, you know, that maybe uh, uh, or what didn't you emphasize that maybe you should emphasize um, or or maybe, you know, you're you allowed your volume to go down, you know, in yeah. a place where it probably could have could have turned it or up. Or maybe a you bit. didn't read the text in a yeah. manner that it should have been read in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you just you 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 look at these types of things and, and you just keep improving. You keep working and keep improving. Um, another thing, too, is uh, listen to other people. Uh, so I remember actually just a few weeks ago, I was preaching at, at a, a camp, uh, Fort Caswell, and I was out there, uh, uh, here in North Carolina over by the, by, uh, Oak Island. And, and I was preaching, uh, several days in a row and there were folks who came up to me and they said, <laughs> which took me off guard. They said, you are such a good storyteller. And it, it completely caught me off guard, <laughs> caught me off guard. Because for my entire life of preaching, I've always thought that that was the worst part right. <laughs> of my of my preaching. I've I've just never you know thought of myself as as a good storyteller, um, and and I've always been working on that. And and you know how can I be better at telling at giving illustrations? How can I be better at at painting the picture? You know and 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 things like that. So when they said that, it was it was an unexpected encouragement for me that, okay, you know, apparently there have been some improvements, you know, with, with that. So listen to other people, you know, when they, when they say, Hey, you, you do a really good job of explaining the text. Wonderful. That's a praise. Praise God for that. You know, uh, that may be a, a, um, a tip, uh, about something that that is a strength for you, mm. you know, or if you're you know, with uh, if you're good at illustrations, hey, that's wonderful. Um, now that I don't say that uh, to the um, at the expense of not improving on the places where you need to improve. Obviously, you want to be a more complete uh, preacher, a more complete communicator. Um, but in the places where there are strengths. Hey, that's wonderful, yeah. and and take that into account, and and you know see that as as a, a way that you are improving as a as a preacher. Yeah, there's a recognition that you are always going to be a student mm-hmm. of preaching, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so everything you just said kind of yeah. reinforces that idea that you are constantly learning, you're constantly growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love the 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 tip on um, having other people listen to you. Yeah, you know, we were talking before we started recording about an experience for me. Uh, I was in uh, taking an expo course here, and there was a, a guy in the class that heard me preach a number of times. I'd preached for his youth uh, and, and other sermons that he'd heard, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget, I got up to preach, and we were doing the, the feedback portion, and you know most of the, uh, the, the students were giving uh, some really encouraging feedback, and he just said, that wasn't you, man. Mm. And that just hit a little different. Mm-hmm. And 
I did exactly what your first tip was. I went back and listened, and I was like, you know what? He's right. Mm -hmm. This doesn't sound like me. Yeah. Because, I mean, this sounds crazy, but sometimes we can be completely unaware. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to have trusted people that know you, but then also to go back and actually watch it for yourself, as painstaking as that can be at times. Mm -hmm. Because trust me, I know Mm -hmm. uh, I've tried so much to avoid it that you will not find early sermons of Brandon Ward anywhere to be found. It's part of the requirement (laughs) for me preaching there. Scrubbed from the internet. It is scrubbed. Um, But in all honesty, it it is so vital for you uh, to to do that because we're very unaware at times on what we're doing. And so finding that that trusted person, whether it's someone in your church, whether it's your wife, my pastor, who is a professor here, has even Mm -hmm. said that his wife at times has said, if it wasn't your best, mm-hmm. you know, or wasn't mm-hmm. you, and we all need that voice at oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and listen to your bride. Right. <laughs> listen to her because she knows you, and she knows your voice, and she knows your your communication style better than anybody else. Right. Uh, and so when she when she speaks, pay attention. Um, if she says, you know, wow, you did a really good job. I really loved this part. You or something. Take that into account uh, when she says, ah, "You seemed a little too harsh," you know, or or you you seemed you know you didn't seem like you were all the way there, you know, or something like that. You pay attention, <laughs> pay yeah. attention to what she's saying, um, and learn from that. Learn from uh, from the counsel that you get from her. I don't know if you if you've noticed this, but this is something I've noticed lately. Mm-hmm. That how well I'm prepared actually has an effect on how I'm going to preach mm-hmm. the sound and everything, the mm-hmm. voice and all that. Mm-hmm. If I've internalized the message, then I'm going to do a better job of speaking and preaching that message. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and this is actually an interesting point. The, a tendency that I find with with several guys, even myself, is that when you are unprepared. You have a tendency to uh, some people have a tendency to lean more into the animation, mm. almost as if they've got to they've got to compensate yeah. for the fact that they haven't really prepared, and so they get louder and they get more you know uh, showy and and perhaps even a little bit more you know bombastic you know in their in their delivery. Uh, and I've noticed that uh, a few times, and and even when I've gotten the chance to talk to some folks, I'll I'll lean, uh, go over to them, and just kind of quietly say, "You you didn't you didn't work as hard on this one, did you?" And, you the, know, head, and the look of shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, and thankfully, you know, I was right when when I said it because then it, it would have been totally embarrassing, and I would have never shared this <laughs> this example. But but I you know I've felt that before, yeah. where I'm going, oh my goodness, you know I, I I haven't worked really you know hard, and that's a warning for us. Don't manufacture you know uh, the, your your voice. Don't manufacture the delivery. Um, you do the work of internalizing the text. And then let the emotion of the text and and and, and all of that the, the the emotion of the message That's here point. let that you know unfold and let you know let that come out. Um, don't fake it. Yeah. Uh, you because know, your people can tell absolutely if you're faking it or not. Absolutely. You know you you're over here you know just you know barking all over the place and and you'll have people that are just like what's in him 
You know, <laughs> what's what's wrong with him? You know, uh, is he okay? You know, did 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 something go wrong? You know, what? Yeah. Why is why is he all all up in our in our faces? And, and and that's the thing. If it's not coming from the the scriptures, if it's just you putting on a show, then it's not helpful. You're yeah. you're not you're not drawing people to the text. You're distracting people from it. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure that you are well prepared. That you've, uh, as you as you said, that you've internalized the message of the text uh, to the point that the emotion and and all of that are in sync uh, yeah. with with the actual intent of the and, and of the scripture. Going off of something you said, don't be afraid to read the emotion in the text because mm-hmm. that can be just as distracting yeah. as a manufactured kind of. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A dullness is, I think, you know. So under delivering, I think, right. is is just as big of a problem as over delivering. So, you know, you're reading, oh, give thanks to the Lord, bless his name, <laughs> praise him, you know, you coastlands. I mean, what is that? Right, right. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this is a celebration, you know, for, for the Lord, he is God. You know, uh, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I'm just quoting from all different kinds of psalms here. Uh, you know, or tremble. You know, oh, earth, you know, before the Lord, uh, you know, things like that. Take you're drawing not just what the author said uh, from the text, but you're also drawing how he says it, too. Right. You know, you're drawing the emotion out of the text. You're, I, and I believe that that's crucial to exposition. Uh, you want to make sure that that the idea that you are uh, carrying forth is the idea of yeah. the text absolutely? But and you also want to make sure that you're carrying it out in a way that captures the emotion and the feel of the text as well. Yeah, and for guys that feel a little uncomfortable with that, I would just encourage you. One thing that's helped me a lot is actually reading scripture aloud in mm-hmm. your devotion time, or, mm-hmm. or as you're just reading the text by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and every time you do that, try to get that, uh, you know, the the, the emotion out. Mm-hmm. whatever's being communicated there. That's been really helpful. Yeah, yeah. So is this something that changes with age and experience? In other words, uh, should pastors feel disingenuous if they don't sound like they did when they first started preaching? Mm. Uh, here's the thing. When we say finding your voice, don't think of it as a static thing. Um your voice isn't the same. I mean, you yeah. mentioned that with, with my message. Yeah, you evolved. Yeah, yeah. That was... That you know, almost 20 years ago. I'm fully convinced that within the next 10 years, Ron Jor, you will be James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, but yeah, you know, 20, you know, nearly 20 years ago, uh, you know, I'm preaching this message in my college, and I listen to it now and I cringe. You know, and, and why? Why do I cringe? Well, I cringe first off because I didn't realize my voice was that high 20 years ago. Um, you know, I did. I just didn't know. Uh, you know, and and because that's not me. You know, it's not me now. It was right. me then, but that's not me now. If I if I tried to duplicate that, it would be a train wreck. I don't want to duplicate that. That was me, a single guy, newly engaged. You know, not really knowing what he's doing, not having any clue, you know, of his place in the world or anything like that. You know, I'm just, you know, I I, I know that that kid <laughs> from back then. That's not who I am anymore. Uh, you know, I've lived you know a bit of life, and and you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a husband. You know, thankfully, you know, I I married you know the lovely lady there, and uh, and you know, we have four kids now. Um, my oldest is 
almost at the age that I was when I preached, you know, Man. there. He's just he's just a few years removed from uh from from you know from the age that I was in that, you know, when I preached that message, which is crazy. Uh and so yeah, I should sound different now than I did back then. Um I'm a different person, you know. I I'm I'm in a different stage of life and and everything. And and so it's a it's a it's a gradual thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're learning with each stage of life. You're learning, you know, with in each season. Uh, you know who you are and 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 what your what your voice is, what you do better. You know, uh, you know than you did before. You know, and 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 things like that. You're all you should always be improving, always growing. Uh, you know, always learning. And um, and yeah, your your voice you know, will 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 definitely change uh, as you go with that. Mm. So don't be don't be discouraged, or, or or don't add any any unnecessary pressure on yourself to maintain you know some something you know uh, there there's you know, there's a core if you will of who you, of who you are and and how you know your voice your approach your delivery style and 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 so on. But there's always room for expanding. There's always room for growth. Always room for deepening uh, and and strengthening and so forth as you go. Um, and yeah, Lord willing, you will twenty years from now sound much different. You know, much different than you do. Very today. encouraging to guys like me. Uh, <laughs> but again, man, everything you're saying again reinforces this idea of just being a student, mm-hmm. constantly growing, recognizing mm-hmm. that. Again, we're being shaped and molded each yeah. and every day in ministry and in life in mm-hmm. general, mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. We, we often think a lot about our preaching voice, but there's also a pastoring voice, or at least a pastoring tone mm-hmm. uh, that we need to find as well. You got any, any tips to share on that? Yeah. Um, in some ways, they overlap, and, and in some ways, they don't. Uh, Part of the overlap is the fact that you're you are the same person, like you're literally the same yeah, person. It's not Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> right? So who you are in the pulpit, you know, you are still the same person, same birth certificate and everything as you as you are as the pastor. So, uh, so in that case, there there should be a lot of overlap there, and certainly you shouldn't be saying anything differently. Uh, you know, anything that you um, that you say. In the in the office, if you will, uh, shouldn't contradict anything that you say in the in the pulpit. And so there's you know so there's there's a continuity in that sense. Um, but there is a difference in in the approach. It's a different form of communication. So as a preacher, uh, I'm proclaiming the word of God. You know, I'm 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 heralding. You know, kind of the old word. I'm I'm heralding. Uh, the truths of Scripture. Uh, as a pastor, um, I'm counseling. You know, I'm I'm giving. I'm uh, it's it's the it's the same ministry of the word, but it's a different gear. Uh, so how I talk one on one is is slightly different than how I would be talking to a congregation. Right. Um, let me just say one thing in in, in particular. Application is going to be much much different. 
uh, given the given the you know right. the particular context. So if I'm talking to a group of people, if I'm talking to a congregation, uh, let's say the the passage is on um, you know Ephesians five or something on marriage. You know, so husbands love your wives as as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Uh, I can be way more particular one on one than I can, you know, in in the pulpit. Um, I can be really specific. Uh, I, I I should have some specificity in the pulpit, but obviously I can't be calling marriages out, you know, <laughs> and calling out husbands and going so like you, Bob, over there. Yeah, you need to you need to stop being a jerk to your wife. You know, <laughs> I, well you can't do that. Yeah, you know, but in the counseling session. I may have the space to do that, but I need to make sure that I say that in the right way. Yeah, you know that I have you know the the right level of firmness and so on. But yet I also you know am am being you know loving and and uh, um, caring and so on in my in my counsel. Uh, you know what I may raise my voice, you know you know to communicate in the pulpit. I'm probably not going to raise my voice, you know, in 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 the in the right, office. Right, you know? might freak some people out. Right, right. So you recognize that it's a different thing, but overall, and I think that this is an overlap in in both settings. There should be a sense in the pulpit. There should be a sense in the office. One that you deeply, deeply love Jesus. And that should come out in the emotion of your sermon, just as it should come out in the in the emotion of your uh, of your of your counsel. Even though, again, difference in volume, difference in 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 delivery, and all of that, it should still be something that people sense. And then also, they should sense your deep love for them, mm. uh, for the people. And so, uh, as you're as you're preaching, preach out of this this overwhelming sense of love for Christ and his people. When you pastor and you're shepherding a one-on-one or, or you know, you, you, you get what I mean, um, uh, you shepherd with this overwhelming sense of your love for Christ and your right. love for his people, and and that should come out in there. So, there, there, again, there, there are some things that overlap. There are some things that obviously are different, uh, but you want to make sure that that, that tone you know that you know you're not doing this out of anger. You're not doing this to to beat people upside the head or anything like that. You're you're you are shepherding in such a way that says, "I love you," mm. um, and and I love our Lord, and I want to see us you know walking faithfully together with Him. That's good. Any final words of encouragement for guys, whether they're pastoring or have been pastoring for years, or guys that are just starting out on how to just be better students of preaching? Yeah. Yeah. Just one, always be learning. Uh, we've said that you know a few times here. Always be learning. Uh, listen to other guys. Listen to what they do well. Learn from them. Uh, you know, there's some things that you can incorporate. There's some things maybe you say, hey, you know, he did it that way. I think I can do it this way. Uh, you know, but always be learning. Always be developing. Always be improving. Uh, be patient. Mm. Be patient. It's a good word. Uh, you know, you don't have to be some you know super uh, you know special preacher or anything like that. That's not the that's not the test. The test is: Are you faithful to the scriptures? Um, are you faithful to communicate the word of God? Are you faithful to, in speaking on His behalf and uh, proclaiming His word uh, for His people to hear? And and so in that case, then you know, am I am I cons- am I speaking in a way that's consistent? 
meaning wise, consistent with the with the idea of the text you know, that's being communicated here. And also, am I being consistent with the tone? Am I being consistent with the uh, the feel of the text that's here? And that means for you that you may have to expand your spectrum a little bit. Uh, you know, things that were, um, you know, things that may not be a part of your repertoire. Um, you know, that that you say, you know what, I need to develop that because the text demands that I develop that. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to preach this passage, I gotta I gotta tap into this. I gotta I gotta dig in into this. And so you you do so. Uh, but be patient. Um, you know, we're not looking for perfection. We are looking for faithfulness. Uh, you know, and so yeah. And then also be uh, be thankful, be prayerful, be worshipful. Uh, you God has made you, <laughs> and He made you you. Uh, and so He gave you the voice that you have. He gave you the personality that you have, and and so on. Uh, in order to uh, to shepherd his people well and to feed them well. And so, yeah, uh, preach God's word, preach it as you. <laughs> and uh, and as you continue to grow, as you continue to learn, as you continue to, uh, to improve and so on, uh, may God continue to use you and your voice in a way that will bring glory to him. Hmm. This has been a really fun conversation, almost as fun as it was listening to those early sermons of Ron Jorlach. <laughs> well, that'll do it for today's conversation. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. If you found today's episode helpful, consider leaving us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear any feedback back you'd be willing to give us as always it is our mission at the center for preaching and pastoral leadership to equip and encourage pastors and i hope we've done that today with our conversation and finally brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that in the lord your labor is not in vain <laughs>